0: Hi, it's Shirley and Manisha from Make It Shine Money. On today's podcast, we dive into the fascinating world of luxury watches. Can luxury watches really give stocks a run for their money? Keep listening to find out more.
1: So shirley we've done episodes before on luxury bags and sneakers as a possible alternative investment today we're talking about maybe the most popular luxury investment especially amongst men luxury watches so How about you? Have you ever thought about purchasing one? Mm,
0: Never. (laughs) I'm a loyal Apple watch wearer, and I already think those are expensive enough.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely not their target market. Some of those watches are ridiculously expensive, and honestly, ever since I got a phone, I don't think I've ever worn a watch.
0: I totally agree. But for people who care about watches, it's more than just a timepiece. They're a fashion Mm -hmm. statement, and it's status symbol. So owning a luxury watch from brands like Rolex or Patek Philippe, that's definitely a sign of wealth. Yeah,
1: for so many people, buying an expensive watch or, you know, even an expensive bag I mean that's a way to reward themselves for like maybe some kind of achievement right or even like reaching a big milestone like a big birthday yes very true so no one is buying a
0: luxury watch just so they
1: can tell the time (laughs) yeah totally the most expensive watch this is recent sold on an online auction this year was 5.8 million dollars so this was a Patek Philippe Nautilus and hear this one of the Patek Philippe slogan is you never actually own a Patek you merely look after it for the next generation. Yeah,
0: you you better be watching it for the next generation. (laughs) Yeah, so these watches are built to last, that's for sure. And you Mm -hmm. would hope so with that price tag. And with some of these watches, the waiting list is so long that maybe the quickest
1: way to get your hands on it is through inheritance. That's right. To get a blue and red Rolex, this is popularly called a Pepsi, you have to wait 20 years. Oh, wow. That's definitely
0: a collector's item. So it's exactly like the Himalayan Birkin.
1: Exactly, yeah. And because of these crazy wait lists, the resale market for these watches is in insane so the overall luxury watch market is estimated to be 75 billion dollars but the second hand market or what they call the vintage market is a third and now this market is growing astronomically so it's expected to be 85 billion alone by 2033 significantly outpacing the growth for retail first-hand purchased watches
0: yeah so the chrono 24 which is a popular resale website had a petite philippe sell for half a million dollars than the actual retail price which was $35,000
1: yeah this is so we talk about watches as a potential investment, and this is a great example where just like stocks, bonds, or real estate, watches can be bought and sold with a potential for profit.
0: And there's been a lot of studies done that show that certain watches actually outperform the S&P 500. So Rolex, for example, is a brand to purchase as it's consistently either matched or or beaten the S&P 500.
1: Totally. Rolex, Patek Philippe, and Audemars Piguet watches, they've appreciated by an average of 20% a year since mid-2018, and that's outpacing the S&P 500 index by a lot.
0: Yeah, and a lot of this comes down to the classic scarcity of supply tactic that we also mentioned in our podcast about the cost of getting married when it comes to diamonds. Mm -hmm. So Rolex reportedly only makes about 800,000 watches a year, but the demand for it is anywhere from four to five times higher. So now you have a robust secondary market for pre-owned watches.
1: Yeah, and this is why the average price for a Rolex, for example, just keeps rising, right? There's not enough new ones. So there's year-long wait lists to get some. And Rolex is a private company run by a foundation, so they're not really worried about making record profits. So unlike, let's say, a car where the stereotype is that it loses half the value as soon as you drive off the lot, a Rolex probably is worth double or triple what you paid as soon as you leave the store with it. Yeah, so
0: in 2022, the average Rolex costs more than $13,000, which is three times the average price in 2011 of 5000 So that's almost three times growth over a decade versus the S&P 500, which has an average of 9.8% growth.
1: Yeah, just like luxury bags, you also have to worry about luxury watch fakes. So Rolex actually rolled out its own pre-owned certification program to ensure that people aren't getting duped.
0: Yeah, remember the first time we went to New York together and you could <laughs> buy a fake watch, a fake Rolex for $20 on Canal Street?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's the market they're going after. I remember, do you remember Mike? He bought one and he was so excited. He was so pleased with himself. And like we were interns just starting out. No one believed that he had a real Rolex. Yeah, but
0: it made him so happy. And that's all that matters. (laughs) Don't take
1: away his happiness, Rolex. (laughs) Okay,
0: so what's also driving this growth that the secondhand market is seeing is that the target market for these watches is changing. So I found this super interesting. Mm -hmm. So Basil is an online secondhand retailer for watches. And in the last year sales of luxury watches have grown around 75% month-over-month. Wow. And around 60% of their buyers are millennials or Gen Z. And there's been a 50% increase for female buyers.
1: A Bain study from April found that Gen Z spending on luxury goods like watches is actually likely to increase three times faster than for older demographics between now and 2030. Yes. And traditionally,
0: the ads for watches were just targeted to men, right? And women form such a small percentage of buyers. Mm-hmm. So even
1: watches designed for women were advertised as something you could buy for your wife. But now the secondhand online retailers are actually the ones helping diversify the audience. So they're on TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, and they're highlighting influencers like Bella Hadid, who's, let's say, wearing an expensive timepiece. And women actually spend more on luxury watches on average than men. Also,
0: most luxury purchases are moving online. So in a survey done by Saks, only a third said that they went to a store to buy a luxury watch. And when you break it down by age group, you can also see that people age 60 plus, they were the ones that were going into the retail store.
1: Yes, a lot of the digital adoption came about during COVID, right? The upside is, you know, it's an entirely different audience now that's looking at luxury watches.
0: Yep. And another trend that is driving that increase is the trend towards quiet luxury where people don't want to go after brands that are accessible and have logos everywhere. So about 44% of all luxury buyers have said that they are moving to quiet luxury.
1: Yeah, you have to look really closely at a watch to know if it's one of these top brands. For example, in my personal opinion, an Audemars Piguet Royal Oak, which is popularized by Jay-Z, it looks like a normal watch from a distance. That watch, that I think looks like a normal watch, costs (laughs) $104,000. But if
0: you know watches, then you know, yeah. you're looking at it. And it's part of the whole thrill of wearing expensive watches like that is to see the look on someone's face as they realize you're wearing $100,000 on your wrist.
1: I remember when one of my old bosses, he came out from a meeting we just had with someone and he was so flustered and I couldn't figure out why. And I thought it was just a normal meet and greet with the new executive. Anyway, he told me that the guy was wearing a $50,000 watch and he was like so excited about it. And I would have never known. I mean, that's <laughs> how quiet that quiet luxury is. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but it impresses some people and it's a flex for your first day at a new job.
1: Totally, totally.
0: Okay, let's talk about whether watches are valuable and a good investment.
1: Sure, so like anything, it comes down to brand, rarity, condition, and desirability. A vintage Rolex Daytona or Patek Philippe Nautilus, that could be worth thousands or even millions, as we know millions of dollars due to their brand prestige, rarity, and timeless design.
0: Yeah, and I read that half of all watch collections are Rolexes. It's like the sneaker equivalent of Jordans.
1: Yeah, we talked about this a lot in our episode of investing in sneakers and in bags. It's standard practice, I think, when it comes to luxury art artifacts brands matter right so don't look at average prices and think that any luxury watch is going to give you a return superior to the s&p
0: so when it comes to the rolex they specifically outperformed gold real estate and the dow jones from 2011 to 2021
1: also just like any investments the watches haven't lost a ton of value you will still have fluctuations in price so for example last year when cryptocurrencies took a hit luxury watches just flooded the market and the resale value of a Patek philippe nautilus which retails for thirty five thousand, but actually to resale for 240 k on average went down to 190 k Yeah, that's
0: right. And it's still holding value if you bought it retail. But if you ended up buying on resale and paid a huge amount for it, you could be losing a lot of money.
1: Yeah, like any investment, there are risks involved, and these are huge sums of money. You know, the value of a watch can fluctuate based on market demand, economic conditions, and the availability of similar models.
0: Yeah, and because of this, I do think you have to be passionate about watches and have the capacity to really hold on to a purchase. So if you're looking to make a quick gain, this is not the asset class for you.
1: Yeah, and actually established brands discourage flipping. So Julien Tournaire, he's the CEO of Zenith, has said they blacklist customers who flip watches for quick profits. And brands actually also cut off retailers that are known to be selling to flippers.
0: That definitely makes sense. The brands are not the ones getting the three to four times appreciation Mm -hmm. because they aren't the ones increasing the price at that rate. It's all at the secondhand market.
1: Right. And it seems in the case of watch manufacturers, the scarcity of supply is really a result of inability to produce more, right? So whether it's because of the way these companies are structured or the fact that they really pride themselves on how the watches are built, Or maybe both, right? Yeah, and
0: we shared this earlier, but supply and demand are off by like four times. And it's classic, right? When something is hard to get, more people want it.
1: Especially for a product that's designed to show exclusivity.
0: Okay, so if you want to get into the luxury watch investment space, how would you go about
1: it? Okay, so here are four steps to starting your own watch collection. So number one, do your research. We talked about how Rolex is a marquee brand in any watch collection, but there are 14 different models from Rolex, and they all have very different price points. Number two, set your budget. So Patek Philippe entry point is $20,000. A Rolex entry point is anywhere from 6 to 10K. So that might be more affordable for you. Number three, verify authenticity. So can't stress this one enough. The market for fake watches is $27 billion. And Rolex is the most faked brand followed by Cartier and Omega. They actually say half of all Rolexes born in China are fake. And lastly, condition. This is if you're buying a used watch. Watches in excellent conditions generally command higher prices, but you also need to do regular maintenance and servicing to preserve the watch's value.
0: So I didn't know this, but watches actually require a lot of maintenance. So you have to make sure they're stored properly, and if they're automatic watches, you need to use watch winders to keep them running when not worn.
1: You should also add watches and any valuables you have to your home insurance as well for extra protection.
0: Yeah, and that advice applies to any luxury item you own that you keep in the house.
1: Yeah, that's great advice, Shirley. So what's your take on luxury watches now? Something you would invest in? Well, it's still not something
0: I have enough knowledge on. Also, if I were to take a risk and invest in something like a luxury watch or shoes or bags, I want to have fun with it too. So watches are not my thing. And what about you,
1: Manisha? I mean, there definitely must be an appeal, right? So luxury watches have been around for centuries. The first Patek Philippe was made in 1839. The first Audemars Piguet in 1870. And the first Rolex was in 1904. And since then, I would say like, from presidents to athletes to mountain climbers. I mean, even James Bond. Luxury watches appeal to a lot of people. Rolexes have even been on Mount Everest. But for me, I agree with you. Like, if it's a long-term investment, it also has to be something you feel passionately about and enjoy wearing. So watches are not my thing, but I know several people that have bought them and made a lot of money on them. You're right. When it comes to expensive timepieces, time is really money. That's all for watches today. Thank you for listening and please give us a five-star review and share it with a friend.
0: And DM us with your favorite luxury investments at Make a Shine Money on TikTok or Instagram. And as always, don't forget to make a shine.
1: Any views opinions represented in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the podcast creators and do not represent those of people, institutions or organizations that the owner may or may not be associated with in professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated.